Good morning, and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Abby. Today I'm going to tell you guys about Santiago Medeiros, who is featured on the FBI's Most Wanted list. So pour yourselves a strong cup of joe and let's dive in. The FBI's Most Wanted list was created on March 14, 1950, and it is a list of fugitives that is meant to raise awareness to the public for help in catching them. To be featured on the FBI's Most Wanted list, you must fit two criteria. First, is this person a serious danger to society? Are they violent, armed, or have a history of serious criminal behavior? And two, would the publicity offered by the list provide a much better chance of catching this person? The list is intended to provide tremendous publicity to aid in catching a fugitive who might otherwise remain obscure and unrecognizable. Santiago Medeiros was added to the FBI Most Wanted list on March 25, 2017. He was born on June 5, 1991 in Tacoma, Washington, and was a member of the Eastside Lakota Sereno Gang in Tacoma. In 2010, Santiago was 18, and on February 7th, him and some other people in his gang stole a van and went looking to retaliate against a rival gang in the area. They came up on 20-year-old Camille Love with her brother, Josh, who was 19 at the time, in their vehicle stopped at a red light. They were driving a red vehicle, and Josh was wearing a red coat which was the color of the rival gang. And for whatever reason to Santiago and who he was with, that meant they were a part of it. So they shot through Camille's car and ended up murdering Camille and wounding Josh, which is horrifying. That is like one of my big fears is whenever you're stopped at a stoplight or a stop sign, someone coming up like carjacking you or shooting you. Do you ever think like that? I have thought about it occasionally. My car automatically locks the doors when I start driving, though, so I've never really thought about somebody, like, just jumping in my car as I'm going. But I have thought about, like, what if they break my window open and try to bust in or something? I don't think it happens as often as some people might think it does, but it's still kind of a terrifying thought. A little over a month later, so March 25th, Santiago and another group and his gang ransacked a car in South Tacoma Alley that they believed to be owned by someone who had owed their gang money and a fight broke out and when it was all said and done Santiago ended up shooting and killing 21 year old Saul Lucas Alfonso does say 25 years old in some sources but on the FBI list it says he's 21 so I'm gonna go with that so just to be clear Santiago has now murdered three different people two Josh did not end up dying from his injuries okay however he attacked all these people with the intention of retaliating against people who were involved in like other gangs and stuff. And none of these people had any connection. So they really just were at like wrong place, wrong time. Santiago went on the run and was believed that he fled down to Mexico. On December 2nd, 2010, Santiago was charged with murder in the first degree, attempted murder in the first degree, conspiracy to commit murder in the first degree, and unlawful possession of a firearm in the second degree, and a warrant was issued for his arrest. I am not sure how they knew it was him that was involved, though. I was trying to figure that out. My best guess is that they had caught some other people who were involved who gave names. 
because there were a number of people involved in all of these murders and attacks. However, Santiago was the one who actually pulled the trigger. With the capturing of some of the other people who were involved in the murders, the FBI started to take notice that maybe if they put Santiago out there, his face and name, they could catch him. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, he was placed on the FBI's most wanted list in March of 2017. So the reason that I actually picked this specific person from the FBI Most Wanted List to tell you guys about today is because he was just captured on June 5th of 2020. So like eight days before we were recording this? Yes. And he was caught in Tenancingo, Estado de Mexico, without incidents. I think they just got a tip on where he is and were able to bring him into custody and bring him back to the United States where he will be tried in Pierce County, Washington. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.